Hello everyone, welcome to the 17th episode of the R2 Sense podcast. I'm your host Faith and alongside my co-host Adil Rashid, we have two very special guests here today. Zaid who's appeared in many of our episodes when we first started this and Raja who's the biggest Adele fan in the world. So today we've decided to review Billie Eilish's sophomore album Happier Than Ever. So Yeah, so we're going to start off with with our overall review before we get into, you know, our favorite tracks or what we didn't like about the album. So, Zed, why don't you start with your overall views on the album? Right, okay. So, um I really like this album. I thought that it was super like experimental. I think she really like um departed from her old sound which is very like kind of got schoolgirl emo type pop and i think it's really like more so now it's very it feels more mature i'd say this album lyrically um even in terms of like the production i think phineas uh, her brother who produces with her i think he did such a good job with you know a lot of the tracks on this album um yeah so i i think like I I would say that when we all fall asleep where do we go was a better album than this one because I think it was just a better experience and it was it definitely had that shock factor going on and I feel like with this album she definitely chose very weak singles uh I think that your power and um that other one lost cause I I don't really showcase the album's brilliance and I think that comes with like songs like the title track and with i didn't change my number nda yeah it's the lost cause was a lost cause my god yeah yeah raja what about you what are your thoughts okay so before i start i like billy as a creative individual i like her style i like her as a young woman in the music industry however i am not a fan of her sound or her music okay and i just never like I just it's not for me. What I see in her albums is just like slam poetry with music in the back. So, um I'll just stop laughing. And um but but what I can say about this album is she has matured quite a lot. I can see with she's been through a lot with the woke cover all the backlash she got the slut shaming the whole body image stuff we can all see it reflected in this album and the fact that she got extremely extremely popular at one point even i think you remember during her grammys she like was didn't didn't want to win because of all the hate she would get after that and i feel like she perfectly describes that of get in like songs like getting older and stuff how this rise of fame and and this has been done by a lot of art a lot of new artists as well she describes it really beautifully and that's what i enjoy about the album however i just songs merge into one another for me i can't it doesn't doesn't grab my attention personally and and like honestly lost cause should be called that other one because it was real i just did not like it at all but um i think it's a very interesting like dialogue on the human experience the way dialogue on 
a theme, a young female artist in the business, and I can appreciate it for that. But as like music or something, I would listen to on like a daily basis or just often. I just wouldn't because I didn't enjoy it overall. That's what I think. Right. Um, I think for me, the album right. has it does show growth, progression, new sounds. There's a lot of more, you know, acoustic starts. There's some orchestral bits. There's a lot of new experimentation that Billy's done. From what is the music from the music of hers I've heard before, but I think the major problem for me, which I felt listening to this album, is that she, I feel like she didn't have a set plan for her album because this album has songs which are released over a period of one and a half year almost. You know, if you trace back to my future, I don't even remember when it came out, but I think quarantine hadn't started yet, and now this is where the album came out. So. I think she tried to add songs which are about very different parts in her life, right from you know about winning those right around the winning the post the Grammy period till her breakup with this certain person till like the Vogue shoot and all. She tried because there's so many different things going on in the album. It almost feels as if the album is just trying to give a message, and it's departed from the musicality aspect of aspect of it. So all those stuff like. Not my responsibility and overheated. Yeah, it's a very powerful message. The way she's given it is very powerful too. And because of that, the album kind of blends into each other without trying. Without for me, sonically it might be a little cohesive, but in terms of the message and theme, I don't get happier than ever vibes from all, a lot of the songs. Sometimes I get them from some, which I think are the songs she wrote in the end. But even if you look at the sing, like. If you try to say what's the lead single from this album, what's your answer? Was it "Therefore I Am"? Was it "Your Power"? Was it when she still had green hair? Was it not? So I think for me, those stuff just uh, really confuses the era and concept of the album for me. Great. Um, I would disagree. I would disagree with you a little bit because, uh, like you said, that the songs were written and sort of recorded at different, you know times of her life when you know post Grammy period the work shoot and all but I think that resulted in the album being written very naturally and being very cohesive in a way because uh, the way it transitions from one song to the other the way you know there's this whole narrative being built on her side that now she's happier than ever it just gives it a feeling that this album wasn't forced and it just felt very natural for her to put it out like that. I agree with like all of you that the singles were a very bad choice. Um, like you didn't like I expected something like happier than ever being a single or you know gold wing or getting older I didn't change my number. These were all really good songs that deserve to be part of the whole promotion thing instead of my future therefore I am etc. Um, I wasn't really a fan of When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, uh, except for a few tracks. But I think that overall in this album, she's really matured and the type of music she's putting out, I'm really excited for what she has in store for us for her next album. And uh, sonically as well, the album was not only cohesive, but there were very different sounds and she departed from her, you know, usual sort of, whispering if I can say and that ASMR thing to a more you know like uh, happier than ever transition into the rock part and all of that 
So she wanted to show that, you know, she can actually sing and her vocals are pretty strong. So yeah, that was my review. Let's uh, get right into our top three from the album. Uh, Zed, we'll start with you. What was your third favorite track and why? I would say that my third favorite track would be would be um, NDA. NDA slash Overheated. Right. And I think it would be these because I feel like both of these had this really kind of like dark vibe going on with NDA being a more vulnerable kind of song talking about like, you know, just the absurdity of the music industry. Just, I think it's very witty for her to include that lyric, you know, made him sign an NDA. Because it's just ridiculous to think about, you know, you have someone over and you have them sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, but it's so true to like the whole celebrity culture stuff. So I think that was pretty cool. And again, like the production was awesome. With Overheated, I think it was just a very, very intense song. And I mean, yeah, and I really liked the sound as well. And yeah, that would be my third favorite. All right. Raja, what about you? Uh, so my third favorite was Oxytocin. I thought the song was really, um, it, it has these breathy vocals and like this thumping beat. And I actually enjoyed listening to it because the rest of the songs, I just, the rest of the songs just sort of like blended in together. And I was trying to pick out songs which seemed different and interesting to me. Also, take everything I say with a grain of salt because I've probably gone deaf listening to Broadway and everything sounds like a whisper to me which Billy puts out. <laughs> but this was song, it was really interesting. I liked the lyric when she's like, what, what would people say, people say, people say, if they listen through the wall, through the wall, through the wall again, talking about the whole like music industry, being a woman in the music industry. And yeah, that's why I think Oxytocin. Um, so my third favorite song was NDA. So I really liked, again, like Zed said, it was a different concept. You don't get to hear songs about the whole, you know, celebrity life sort of thing. And especially uh, like the music industry and its secrets. And like Zed said, it was bold of her to put it out there like that. And other than that, the production on it was amazing. And especially her use of autotune, like a lot of celebrities, a lot of singers use autotune, but... I really love the beat and how it sort of transitioned into her auto-tune, like you couldn't say me, but you can let me go. And then the whole beat comes in like that. And um, I also like how the song ends with the whole drum thing and that soon leads into Therefore I Am. So I would say that I didn't really like the lyrics, but the concept of the song was really good. And the production was just like out of this world. All right. Uh, for me, my third favorite. So a lot of songs could have been here. A lot of them, the songs which are were good are kind of on the same level. For me, one of the songs, kind of a deep cut, I liked uh, was uh, Halley's or Haley's. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but Halley's, Haley's comment. The only reason is because it's a unique concept. I read it on a YouTube comment about how ha Haley's comment is something that comes around every 76 years. And she says that it comes around more than you. So I like that part of the song, her kind of like what she's tried with light falsetto type vocals. Uh, she has it in other songs as well. Those breathy falsettos are really nice. And so, yeah, for me, that was my third favorite. Right. Zed, your second favorite. Right. So 
I again have a tie for my second favorite song. Um, I'd say first it would be I didn't change my number. I think that was just a very very like bold song, like production wise as well. You know, starting off with like her dog's growl or something, and then ending with that insane like Hans Zimmer Daft Punk kind of vibe. It was it was really cool. And honestly, I just really liked how the lyrics were super petty. You know, like even that one lyric, just me will get the idea. I sh- uh, and your best friend too, or something. And you can just picture her saying that in the most petty way. I think that's not really like added to the whole experience. Um, but yeah, I didn't change my number. And then I would also say Haley's comment because um, that was also. I think that's like the only ballad per se on this yeah. album. and it's like probably the only song that's like directly like romantic in a sense because like baki sare have like completely different themes even male fantasy jo hai uh, the last track on the album i personally think that's like it's like the whole metaphor is ke like the whole thing is a male fantasy so it's not really real things for that guy um so basically and lyrically and uh lyrically it was just very raw and yeah raja it's first goldwing and haley's comet and like the first 50 seconds of like goldwing is like her him angelic like voice which i thought i liked billy's voice over there i didn't think she was whispering i think it was a good utilization of her vocals and then like the repetitions of like the title transitions in the song into this into its second part But like the quick interweaving itself into like the backing instrumentals, I just enjoyed the song. So uh, my second favorite track was "Getting Older." I love how she sort of started the album on a more emotional note, and um, just the whole um, the lyrics like about employment and everything that really, you know, sort of was fitting to. you know her maturity and personal growth and um i like the you know sort of stripped down production it, it it almost felt like an acoustic track so yeah getting older was my second favorite track so for me my second favorite was uh, goldwing it's for me the song which out of all the billy eilish songs i've heard has had one of the best productions i've ever heard it is very subtle in the way it calls out the music industry but the way the song progresses from the choir is suddenly that beat drops it's a very good beat it's a very catchy beat and uh, you know those don't cry don't tell all those lyrics and especially the you better keep your head down part the way her she sings on top her melody and the beat align perfectly it's just one of the be- best pop tracks on the album in a very unexpected way for me right um okay so um for my favorite songs from the album that would be a tie again for me so i would say that again one of them would definitely be goldwing i just i think the fact that the like the intro to the song is derived from like this ancient hindu hymn like i think that's just such a cool concept i think like uh the fact like and and she sounds angelic frankly like singing it and tying the the whole like you know experience in the music industry to something you know religious i i do like that she in her songs um has a very uh deep rooted religious element throughout her albums like we saw that in all the good girls go to hell we've seen that in oxytocin 
we saw that um, in this song, uh, I mean, in some, it's a bit weirder than others, but um, yeah, I do like that she does incorporate religion and God into that and her own interpretation of it. But basically, yeah, Goldwing, it was really cool. And I definitely think that an inspiration for that song was this artist called Sabina Claudio, who has very similar uh, kinds of like, you know, the uh, when the beat drops, I think that Sabrina Claudio's music also kind of sounds like that. But yeah, I really enjoyed Goldwing. And then my second favorite song would obviously be Happier Than Ever. I think that uh, towards the end, I think that just caught everybody. Like it's one of the best like transitions, not even a transition. It's just, it hits you in the face, to be honest, like that will change like I really like how it happens and it happens exactly at the half point so I really like how it shows that kind of like you know in the start of the song um she isn't finding the words to describe why she isn't why she is happier than ever when she's away from this person and towards the end it's just basically her shouting out her feelings exactly the way she wants them and you know telling the reasons why she isn't happier than is happier than ever when she's away from this person but yeah I I really liked um, that song. That's cool to know that it was a Hindu hymn, white girls appropriating religion. That's fun. So my favorite thing, my favorite song from this album was um, Getting Older because that was the first song I listened to. It made me like very sad and like nostalgic. And like from the jump, there's this palpable sense of longing for simpler times. When she said things I once enjoyed, just keep me employed now which I like felt on a level when you keep doing something over and over again and you, it like sucks all the fun out of it. And it's like, a, it's, see, it's like a very, it's like an eye opener and like a very good dialogue on the human experience. And I just really enjoyed this song. I actually enjoyed the song, which was nice. So my favorite track from the album was obviously Happier Than Ever. So uh, just even talking about the ballad part at the start, even that was lyrically so powerful. And, um, you know, it wasn't the songwriting in that ballad part wasn't just one dimensional. It was kind of like a very a complex web of emotions that she was feeling that why she was happier than ever. And that slow transition into, you know, the whole rock part and, you know, uh, showing how powerful her vocals are and sort of like Zed said, like, just, you know, screaming out all her emotions like that. It was really uh, powerful and sonically the production was so good. And even the music video, I like the happier than ever aesthetic, like the whole gold thing and, you know, the living room that she had and, you know, the music video where, you know, uh, you know, the whole house was, uh, you know, flooded and all of that. So um, I really like the aesthetic she had for the era and the title track was just like it was the best thing about the album for me yes my favorite song from the album was also happier than ever i think that billy has found her all too well with this track i think that no like no matter how many albums she puts out after this this transition and the song for her fans is going to be something that will be requested at every concert or whatever because it is that song it uh all of it even the start the melody i even enjoy the like slower part of the song 
obviously when it kicks in when it starts being thrown in your face yes i do admit that the lyric i would never treat myself so shitty is very childish i get that she wanted to rhyme something with city but i feel like she literally rhymed the first thing that came into her head but other than that that's just a small grievance i have with the song the rest of it is really good and yeah so i guess we should get into conclusive remarks overall i think it was an interesting album definitely not my type of music but i'm happy that i listened to it i'm happy that i got to know like billy's perspective on things and overall Yeah, that's all I have to say. Hey, right. Zayn, what about you? So, um, again, I just think it was a really good album. Uh, I would agree in the sense that, like, you know, having my future come out like you know a year and a half before you're releasing the actual album, I think that's just a very weird creative direction as an artist to take, especially since like like I understand how my future fits into this album. It's just a very different kind of vibe for me because I associated with like June of course like, last year, twenty twenty quarantine, and like I just don't think it really fit into this album, um, you know, holistically. Other than that, I also think that having not my responsibility be on this album was also kind of like a blunt move because like she'd already released it on her Instagram uh, page like you can see not my responsibility over there and I just think that having this be over here as well was just redundant and wasn't necessary uh, but other than that I feel like there are some duds on this album um, for example there is your power which I don't really listen to um again there's like um male fantasy which i don't really appreciate like i wouldn't listen to it over and over again but other than that i really do think that the rest of the tracks demonstrate a really new kind of like experimentation and i really think that you know uh last year be uh we were discussing how um you know after when we all fall asleep where do we go that billy eilish had put herself into this kind of box which she couldn't come out from but i think she's done this and i think that i'm really excited to see where she goes in terms of like her exploration of new you know avenues of music of genre of you know sound i really am excited for her future projects yeah right three um so for me It's kind of like if I just listen to getting older, I didn't change my number, or you know, some a couple of songs like that. I don't think I would have ever clicked on the entire album of Happier Than Ever. You can only get to understand this narrative of Billy when you listen to the album as a whole, and I think that was an annoying part. Is just like Zed said, my future. as a sort of there were a lot of stand alone creative decisions that did not go well with the album's release and the fact that you sort of have to listen to it as a whole to understand or sort of like even parts of it um i just didn't like that and so uh, also she like changed her music style like that said you know she got out of that box she experimented with different sounds different melodies and i i actually think that uh, the duo phineas and billy are like good songwriters i mean their songwriting is actually pretty good and it has you know matured a lot from when we fall asleep where do we go and i think phineas is an excellent uh, producer and you know just 
it's just very fitting with the lyrics and everything so overall the album was good i like the album i'm excited for what she's going to put out next and her next era and more importantly i'm sort of excited for her disney plus film the virtual concert but also the happier than ever tour because um the clips i saw when we fall asleep where do we go tour were like not that great so i'm excited because this happier than ever tour seems to have a lot of potential and you know a lot of stuff going on so i'm excited for that as well i mean now that you say that i mean away from my conclusive remark but like some of the songs won't really be very tour friendly i feel like billy bossa nova or those type of songs they're not they're kind of boring to, for a concert can anyway. someone please send me a link of billy performances what did she do did she just stand there and like whisper matlab on stage I, for hours guys no like basically not like billy has in each album sorry i'll never getting you up but like she has in each album like a lot of like very hypey songs like if you go back yeah, to her okay she's jumping most of the time yeah like bad guy and copycat these are all very bass strong songs jo jinko sunke like it's it's a very like extraordinary kind of feeling so she's not just whispering and I mean, even like the like like folklore and evermore like a no concert thing for taylor isi tarah like she just sort of blends in beach mein wo in slow gaano ko dal deti hai aur phir you know alternate karke zyada up tempo si wali gaane ga deti hai Exactly, yeah, and even her slow songs, like generally, like unki reception kafi achi hai. Like even Ocean Eyes and that um, uh, when the party's over song. Yeah, fall asleep. And she has nice hair. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah. So those are like um. Yeah, those are also like pretty good songs to perform live, and I feel like fans could be hype over them. But yeah, you're right. Like Billy Bossa Nova is a very like it's a different kind of vibe, and I don't know on a tour set list how it would fit in with songs like Happier Than Ever, and especially since she's obviously going to be performing like her old hits, Bad Guy, Copycat, all of those songs. So yeah, it would be a bit weird. For me, I feel like this was. part of a trend of sophomore albums for female artists trying to be you know very personal i know that uh, in comparison to the first album in which they're trying to be you know we're all a community of in billy's case kind of low key depressed emo teens with uh, i mean this takes me back to like uh, lord's first you know pure heroin was all she says that pure heroin was a we and melodrama was an i so uh for mm. me i feel like billy tried to do that with this album where it fell off a little is that i feel she tried to hit way too many marks of problems you know trying to get abuse of young artists then the abuse in the music industry then in the middle there's some romantic songs and then her own relationship kind of ties in in the middle and her breakup I so many different themes kind of overlapped and didn't set well for me. I do appreciate her changing her sound. I do appreciate her experimenting in very different ways with her production. I think a huge credit to that does go to Phineas as well because he's writing the melodies of the songs as well. He has his production in mind and generally every I've heard some other Phineas songs like till forever falls apart and it's a wonderful song so i think that 
the way that they move about with that they're an extremely good duo as far as the grammys go i mean they love her now so i won't be surprised if happier than ever the song gets like a song of the year nomination i don't know if this album will get nominated or not because there is honestly a lot of competition in the next bracket and so but obviously that we leave for another day to discuss but yeah uh, i feel like the album could have been better but it also is like zed said it's very right it's a nice wait for her to not forcibly change her image completely but still show that she has a lot more to offer yeah and i'm just like really excited to hear the lord album as well and like kind of like there and then phir also kind of like see what the grammys will also go for you know because because you're right it is very competitive like this year yeah, it's a very competitive year there's you have ariana's album you have also i was thinking that day we had this conversation but another big contender is also uh silk sonic they they released their album and they're also literally favorites for the grammys two favorites of the grammys in one band so yeah you have rumors as well as like best pop duo like is it in even in pop but it would be like that rap song melody uh which would overly category the melodic rap performance but yeah i like rumors um thank you for watching the episode if you got so far um i'm sure you now understood like the human experience in this album and also like all about just like how much of a departure it was from a previous album and uh yeah like tune in for the other episodes as well and thank you for watching